RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. At least three people die and dozens are injured in a gas explosion in the mainland city of Shenyang. The government disqualifies 16 more district councillors. And the United States says it is time to engage in a sustained dialogue with North Korea. The People's Daily newspaper says three people have been killed and more than 30 injured following a suspected gas explosion in the northeastern city Shenyang. The Reuters news agency, quoting local officials and reports, said the incident happened at a barbecue restaurant. Robert Kemp has more. The blast occurred in the morning on a residential street which is lined with businesses. It shattered windows of nearby buildings and halted traffic. According to footage on mainland social media, nothing was left of the restaurant apart from a few beams. More than 100 firefighters were sent to the scene. Authorities are investigating the cause of the blast. 16 more district councillors have been disqualified after their oaths of allegiance to the SAR were ruled invalid. Roy Kwong from the Democratic Party was among the latest councillors to lose their seats. In a statement, the government said that they were among 68 councillors who took their oaths on October the 8th. 49 district councillors have now been disqualified for invalid oaths and more than 260 have resigned in recent months. The United States says it is time to engage in sustained dialogue with North Korea to achieve the denuclearization of the Korean peninsula. The U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, spoke to reporters as the Security Council met to discuss Pyongyang's latest missile test. Our position remains clear. The DPRK must abide by the Security Council resolutions and it is time to engage in sustained and substantive dialogue toward the goal of complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. We have offered to meet the DPRK officials without any preconditions and we have made clear that we hold no hostile intent toward the DPRK. Members of the public have been urged to avoid touching raw fish while shopping at wet markets as health authorities confirm an outbreak of a bacterial infection that has led to dozens of people falling sick. The Centre for Health Protection said its latest analysis showed that among the 79 patients who had tested positive for the pathogen, 32 had the same source of infection. Environmental and fish samples collected from markets that some of the patients had visited also tested positive for the same pathogen. Half of the patients said they had handled freshwater fish, including two restaurant cooks and a part-time fish seller. A grassroots representative has welcomed a new law to cap rent increases at subdivided flats by 10%. It was approved by lawmakers yesterday and takes effect from January. But Silai Shan, a community organiser at the Society for Community Organisation, says rents at subdivided flats are already too high and the government should also have set a limit on the initial rent charged. It's a pity that the government refused to include the setting of the rent level in the bill. So we request the government to include the setting of the rent level in the bill in the coming two years. Because actually the government, they have the rating acceleration for each threat. So they can base it on this figure to regulate the initial rent. Beijing has appointed Louise Ho as the new Commissioner of Customs and Excise. She replaces Hermes Tang, who is retiring, to become the first female head of the department. The Xinhua News Agency said the appointment had been made on the recommendation of the Chief Executive Carrie Lam. 
The man accused of carrying out the deadliest attack on a U.S. high school has pleaded guilty to the killings. Nicholas Cruz has been charged with 17 counts of murder and 17 counts of attempted murder. Prosecutors have described the killings in Florida in 2018 as cold, calculated and premeditated. They're seeking the death penalty. Speaking in court, Cruz apologised to the victims. I am very sorry for what I did and I have to live with it every day. And that if I were to get a second chance, I would do everything in my power to try to help others. And I am doing this for you and I do not care if you do not believe me. And I love you and I know you don't believe me, but I have to live with this every day and brings me nightmares and I can't live with myself sometimes. Experts in the U.S. state of Florida are investigating whether suspected human remains found in a park belong to Brian Laundry. He's the boyfriend of a young woman found murdered in the state of Wyoming last month. Gabby Petito, who kept a travel blog, went missing weeks earlier while on a road trip with Mr. Laundry. FBI Special Agent Michael McPherson gave this update at a news conference. Earlier today, investigators found what appears to be human remains, along with personal items, such as a backpack and notebook belonging to Brian Laundry. These items were found in an area that up until recently have been underwater. Our evidence response team is on scene using all available forensic resources to process the area. It's likely the team will be on scene for several days. Donald Trump has announced plans to launch a new social media network. It will be called Truth Social and will be owned by the Trump Media and Technology Group. The former U.S. president says he's created the platform to stand up to what he called the tyranny of big tech, accusing them of silencing opposing voices in the U.S. Truth Social will begin its beta launch for invited guests next month. Shares of cash-strapped property developer Evergrande have fallen by over 10% on resumption of trading in Hong Kong. This comes after prices on the mainland fell for the first time in six years, showing the extent of the contagion from the Evergrande crisis. Yesterday, the National Bureau of Statistics reported that new homes prices in 70 cities dropped 0.08% in September from August. Among China's 70 major cities, just 27 saw prices rise, compared to 46 in August. Speaking on RTH HK's Money Talk program, Enzo von File, a personal wealth advisor, was asked how serious this relatively small price movement was. Well, to top your numbers, the, the excavator sales, which is something that people tend to follow just as a, as a hands-on bit of economics, they've actually fallen by about 38% year-on-year in September, and the developer sales have fallen by 36%. So I'm afraid, sir, that puts your 0.8 a little bit in the shade in terms of severity of the, down, of the downturn. Jack Seal, Chief Investment Officer for Greater China at Credit Suisse, said a slowdown in the rate at which mortgages were being approved on the mainland had also hit prices. If I just add to these uh, extraordinarily bad figures that we've seen, uh, number one, in September, uh, everyone is aware that mortgage approvals have been delayed inside China. Typically, it takes you a month to get your mortgage approved. Now, you have to take two to three months to get your mortgages approved. So as a result, sales, you know, with the lack or smallest number of uh, buyers in the market that can execute a deal, um, supply of properties versus demand is much higher, resulting in a fall in prices. And uh, we also seen in the first two weeks of October, 
that the data for sales have also been quite disappointing. Mm-hmm. But the good news is um, there's been some message from the central authority asking the banks to, number one, uh, reduce your mortgage rates. Number two, um, to accelerate your mortgage approvals because uh, some developers, as we know, are under severe pressure as sales or cash receivables have turned into the pockets too slow, leading to some default events that already happened. So yeah. we think this is quite severe. A 2.6 billion US dollar deal to take a stake in China Evergrande's property property service unit has collapsed. It had been reported that real estate firm Hopsum Developments was set to buy a 51 per stake. 51% stake in Evergrande Property Services Group. Hobson said that Evergrande told that told it that the deal had been terminated on October the 13th and yesterday the party said in separate filings to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange that they were unable to agree on the term of the deal. Jack Seal again. I mean, I cannot opine on the individual deal itself because um, no one is an insider inside the deal. Right? I mean, is it a price issue? Uh, is it the terms being too harsh? Um, is it something not acceptable? You know, the authority is on top of um, Everground to resolve its issues to ensure deliveries of their properties. Right. So I guess the um, the deal itself may not be the most uh, important thing. Most important is that um, authority are now stepping in into containing a potential risk uh, from a restructuring of this company. And um, we are seeing, I guess, some successes in rebuilding some confidence, uh, but we need to see more uh, from the authority to contain the situation inside the company, ensure the consumers do receive the properties. Uh, This one single deal, uh, I guess, um, is not the most representative of how the situation uh, could unfold in the coming weeks. Britain and New Zealand have reached agreement in in principle on a new trade deal after 16 months of negotiations. London and Wellington said the deal would cut red tape for businesses and end tariffs on exports. Trade between the two countries was worth a little over $3 billion next year, but is expected to grow. New Zealand's Jacinda Ardern welcomed the new agreement. There's four things that stand out for me. First is the fact that it removes all tariffs and tackles barriers that had previously limited trade and opportunities between both countries. The second, it's reinforcing our joint commitment to climate action. The third for us, the inclusion of an Indigenous chapter, I think really speaks to the unique, the unique history that we have and is an acknowledgement of that. And the fourth for me is the concluding on matters that relate to our people-to-people exchange. So I believe this is an agreement that we can both be rightly proud of. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,042. That's 86 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $76 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 113.99 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 16 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 73 cents. To sports, and we start with football's European Champions League and a bit of magic from Cristiano Ronaldo. Shaw now sends over a cross from the left. Cristiano Ronaldo with the downward header. It had to be just one man. And the record goal scorer in the Champions League caps a fine comeback for Manchester United. Manchester United staged a dramatic second-half comeback to beat Atalanta 3-2 at Old Trafford. Trailing 2-0 at half, United got goals from Marcus Rashford and Harry Maguire to tie it before Ronaldo scored the winner. That moved Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's side to the top of Group F. 
it's just in the DNA of this uh, club and the fans and uh, the players just kept on believing. You know, we, we came into half-time not really... Uh, we didn't deserve to be 2-0 down. We created chances, should have scored a few, and they didn't have too many, but they scored. And we, we felt a bit hard done by, but we knew if we keep on playing and if, if we got the first goal, that will change the, the mood of the game. Was it always going to be Cristiano Ronaldo to get the winner? Of course, <laughs> that's just what he does. And uh, I think I think he's proven to everyone that if they want to criticise him for work rate, I think just watch this game. In the same group, Villarreal went third after a 4-1 win over young boys in Switzerland. A late header from Dejan Kulusevski gave Juventus a 1-0 success at Zenit St. Petersburg. Juve's third win in three games puts them three points above Chelsea at the top of Group H. Chelsea thrashed Malmo 4-0 at Stamford Bridge, but lost Romelu Lukaku and Timo Werner to injury. Boss Thomas Tuchel has confirmed that both players will miss games. We never liked this. Can happen during a season. One is uh, total unpredictable, a foul and a twist of the ankle from Romelu. And the second one is like we didn't see it coming, a muscle injury from Timo. He's normally not the guy who has muscle injuries. Uh, yeah, we are sad, of course, and, and never happy because we like to have the full squad and, and the two are very dangerous and decisive players for us up front. But these things happen, so now we need to try to find solutions without them. But overall, we are, we are very happy with the performance and the win. Barcelona got past Dinamo Kiev 1-0 at the new Camp for their first win in Group E. The leaders Bayern Munich thrashed Benfica 4-0. Details from the BBC's John Bennett. It's two wins in a row for Ronald Koeman and Barcelona since the international break. And after all their on and off pitch issues, they now have some momentum going into El Clasico at the weekend. Gerard Piquet scored their first Champions League goal of the season, a volley at the back post in a game they dominated. De Jong, Dest and Fatty were guilty of missing good chances, but they finally have three points on the board. Meanwhile, in Lisbon, Benfica managed to frustrate informed Bayern Munich for 70 minutes. But the floodgates finally opened after a wonderful Leroy Sané free kick. An own goal, Robert Lewandowski's 42nd goal of the calendar year and another Sané strike followed as they maintain their perfect start to this season's group stage. RB Salzburg top Group G after a 3-1 win over Wolfsburg. Lille and Sevilla played to a goalless draw. And now to the weather. Cloudy with a few showers. Temperatures will start to fall significantly in the afternoon. It will be cooler tonight. Moderate northerly winds strengthening gradually. The outlook, it will be cooler in the next couple of days and temperatures in the mornings will be around 18 degrees. The temperature will improve early next week with temperatures... The weather will improve early next week with temperatures rising during the day. The temperature at the observatory is 26 degrees and the humidity at 77%. To end the news, the top stories once again. At least three people die... And and dozens are injured in a gas explosion in the mainland city of Shenyang. The government disqualifies 16 more district councillors, and the United States says it is time to engage in sustained dialogue with North Korea. The news from RTHK. Again, brothers, sisters, everybody say, 
reaching for, you better answer now, yeah. Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. Quite a gloomy day, a gloomy Thursday, so thank you for choosing RTHK Radio 3. Thanks very much for tuning in, and thank you to Phil for the morning brew. Today is Thursday, the 21st of October, and we're going to be catching up with Sadia Osmani for our Thursday chinwag. And today, Sadia will be talking about the whole movie experience. I must admit, it's been a while since I've been to the cinema. Remember the primitive version of Netflix? 
Um, so we'll be hearing more about that just after the two o'clock news. And after 2.30, Andrew Dembina joins us for a bit of artsing around with a global and local art update. And of course, we want to hear from you if you'd like to join us. Are you a cinema goer or have you been?